What's up gamers and welcome to Lost at Sea Gaming. I am Hulking Yoda, the captain of this ship, the SS Gamer. And you have just entered my captain's quarters, my weekly gaming update show where I talk about my favorite gaming news topic of the past week, discuss what games I've been playing, give tips on some of those games, as well as issue a weekly relevant gaming-related decree. On this episode, we finally got a confirmed release date and new details on delayed title Biomutant in my news catch of the week. Gamers, some of you may be sitting there saying, wait a minute, what is Biomutant? And I couldn't hold that against you if that was the case, because this game has been around for a while, but it's also been dormant for about a year now. Biomutant actually was first debuted back in 2017, and it's an open-world action role-playing game developed by Experiment 101, which, believe it or not, is a team of only 20 developers that are actually former Avalanche Studios team members. Avalanche Studios being that team best known for developing the Just Cause series. And the game is published by THQ Nordic. Now, obviously, this game has been around in the limelight back and forth here or there over these last three and a half years. And during that time, we've seen collector's editions announced. We've seen release dates get pushed around, different cutscenes, gameplay videos, montages. Bottom line is, it looks really, really unique and awesome. Uh, the best way I know to maybe joggle some memories there is the fact that it's the game where it's a mix between a robotic slash biological raccoon looking creature. So uh, I don't know if that helps any of you out, but the bottom line is if you've never heard of Biomutant and still have no idea what I'm talking about, just to kind of give you a quick synopsis, a quick rundown of what exactly I'll be referencing here and why I'm excited for this game. So it's basically a action open world RPG and it is set in a specific world created for this game and its world has just gone through this natural disaster that's been catastrophic to the world. And there are six tribes that live in this world surrounding the tree of life. And after this natural disaster, it has caused oil to spill into the roots and soak into the roots of the tree of life, causing the different tribes to kind of disband and move out and split their priorities, we'll say, down the middle. Those priorities being three of the tribes wanting to work together to get the tree of life safe and kind of go back to the way life was. And then the other three tribes are just kind of wanting to do their own thing and be left alone. So it's during the course of this game that you as this warrior from one of these tribes decide which faction you're going to follow. You're going to follow the group that wants to work together to get things back to the way they were, or are you going to kind of go on your own path with these other three tribes? And throughout the course of the game, you'll have many opportunities to interact with NPCs, meet many characters, and decide how you are going to save this world and therefore the tree of life. So there is a ton of insane customization options that were shown off on this game as well. Uh, it reminded me a lot of Ratchet and Clank from the weapon standpoint of things, where Ratchet and Clank, one of the things that it's most known for is its variety of weapons and how fun a lot of them are, and not just design, but also in what those weapons do to enemies. Uh, the Chicken Dance is one that really comes to mind uh, immediately for Ratchet and Clank. Those of you that have played those games, you know what I'm talking about. But the bottom line is, not only do you have a wide array of really cool looking 
weapons to choose from, but you also have an extreme amount of customization options that you can utilize here to create your own warrior. Uh, it goes from anywhere from uh, fur length to body shape, which that body shape, whether you're a larger body or a smaller body, the larger the body, yeah, your attacks do more damage, but you also move slower. And opposite of that, obviously, is moving quicker and attacking uh, with less damage each hit, but more hits in general. Uh, and the biggest thing also that I think people really caught on to this game and, and it stood out really and made it unique is not just the fact that you're a biological mammal uh, trying to do these things, you also come across different robotic and metallic pieces throughout the world that you can then splice into your own body, uh, replacing your biological arm or leg with robotic arms and legs that have different abilities and, and mods and different things you can do uh, with them. And that actually looked pretty insane when you consider the different gameplay videos that are out there that we've seen in the past for Biomutant. Looks like a lot of fun is really what it boils down to. There's different mods that you can do to these weapons to say if you're modding uh, a cold frozen attack to your uh, arm and you're sitting there doing a melee move and it'll end up freezing the enemies things like that uh, not that these things have never been done before but just a combination of all these unique approaches uh, all rolled up into one big package it just really drew a lot of attention to biomutant so when it went dormant for the last year a lot of us you know, myself included uh really believe that there was a possibility this game was going to get delayed uh, i know graveyard gamer a good friend of the show uh check him out here on anchor as well me and him were very excited for this game and uh you know we just kind of hey well it's probably one of those games that got lost in the shuffle and we'll probably never see it so this past week when it was announced that hey biomutant is still here it's still coming out. And by the way, you're going to be able to play this game in four months uh, if that release date holds true. And I hope and, and I really do think that it will uh, this time. Now, that release date is going to be May 25th, 2021, just a short four months, not even a full four months away. So at this point, you got to think that, OK, well, that's cool. We're coming out very soon. But what was it that caused this game to be delayed such a long time. Well, studio head Stefan Linkvist, he actually in a recent interview had stated that really the delay was due to the fact that, as I stated earlier, you only have 20 people that are on this development team and you have a very ambitious project. So it's a lot of work for 20 people, especially you look at the year that was 2020 with COVID-19 and all the different uh, restrictions that that put on people and game development, among other, uh, just across the world and all kinds of different vocations. So when you look at this and you look at the fact that, according to Stefan, the team wants to ship a truly finished product when it does hit store shelves. Now, he's not naive in the fact that believing there's going to be a perfect game, games are always going to have bugs. There's always going to have to be patches but he wants it to be as close to perfection as possible, as close to a finished product once we gamers get it in our hands. And I respect that. Uh, in addition to this, it's not just about fixing the bugs and going through the quality assurance program and making sure that every little nuance is taken care of. It's so many different parts of the game have gotten bigger over the development of this last year that a lot of the mechanics in the game are at play that are really challenging to developers when they're trying to find just the right approach to fix them in this kind of a scope of a game. Now, the script specifically, he noted, has tripled in size 
uh, over the last year. And all this added dialogue, it's been spread throughout the game world across all the different NPCs that you'll be able to interact with. And the fact is, is the game utilizes this reactive karma system, is what Experiment 101 calls it, that is in the game, it's called Aura, which it changes NPC dialogue depending on your light or dark allegiance, your warrior, that is. And obviously, that's going to be whether or not you're following this faction or that tribe or however it works out within the parameters of that mission's story. The missions are given to you as you explore the world of Biomutant and you come across NPCs. And obviously, there's a main story. There's also branching different paths of that story as well as other side stories that you can engage in. But the bottom line is it requires dialogue for these different characters, and that dialogue has been tripled over the last year. So you think about that, that's a lot of work, not only just to put that into the game, but then to think about the fact the game is being published in 13 different languages across the world, it's going to push you back a little bit. So personally, I'm okay with it because I don't know where I would have fit this game in in the last year anyways, if it had released at the last noted release date. So I am actually glad that it is pushed back to where it is now, which is May 25th again of this year. It'll give me an opportunity, hopefully, to be able to enjoy the game over the summer. But bottom line is, wanted to bring some light to this game and to remind everyone that it is still out there. It is coming and it will be here very, very soon. And in case you were wondering if there were PS5 or Series X versions of this game, the answer is surprisingly no. The game will be releasing as initially announced on PS4 and Xbox One and PC. And the reason why there is no next-gen version of Biomutant is pretty simple. It really comes down to the fact that, again, the development team is so small, the resources are stretched, and at this point, it's kind of easier to kind of scale up or scale down a game as opposed to completely rebuilding it for a new platform. So the developers said, are they going to be playable Uh, Is this game playable on those consoles? The answer is yes, definitely. Uh, Will there be added bonuses for playing it on those consoles? Sure. And will there be upgrades and or updates over time? That is also a possibility. But to come right out and say, hey, there's a PS5 and Series X version of this game, that is not the case. I know a lot of people, myself included, was possibly thinking maybe that's the reason why it was pushed back and kind of disappeared for a little while is so that the development team could focus on creating it as a next-gen title or moving it into a next-gen title. Well, that was not the case. A couple of other specific notations for you guys, just to put it out there. When the game does release, it's going to have, obviously, your base edition, which is just the game. We also get an Atomic Edition and Collector's Edition. Now, the Atomic Edition is going to run you back 400 bucks. 400 bucks. That is correct. It's going to come with a diorama, a steelbook case, a t-shirt, a mouse pad, a soundtrack, fabric artwork, and come in a premium box. So if you're willing to fork out the cash, that's what 400 bucks will get you on the Atomic Edition. Collector's Edition sets you back about a buck 20, 120 bucks that is, and you get a soundtrack, the fabric artwork, and a figurine. So me personally, if I were in the market, I'd probably lean more towards the collector's edition, but uh, you know, that's just me. I'll probably go with my digital deluxe or however they end up working it out there on the digital side of things. But if you are into the swag, those are the different options for you. So I hope that you will all give Biomutant a shot. And when it comes out, hopefully on May 25th of this year. So 
Now we're going to shift gears a little bit and check out my captain's log to see what games I've been playing this past week. Gamers, it has been one specific theme for me this past week as far as my gaming time has been concerned. And that is Agent 47 and the World of Assassination, the Hitman franchise. And I say franchise because, yes, as you know from last week's Captain's Quarters episode, I was loving and playing Hitman 3. But because I love that game so much, and just in general, I am a huge fan of the Hitman franchise. As of, you can definitely find out the details for that with me and my good friend, the Graveyard Gamer, on our In Between the Levels episode of Hitman that you can check out right now. Because I was so into Hitman 3, I I just could not resist jumping right into Hitman 2, which I did not get a chance to play when it first released back in 2018. I owned the game, I just had not gotten back to it yet. Well, there was no questions asked. Once I finished Hitman 3, I could not resist the call of this game. I had to go back and play through this second chapter in the World of Assassination trilogy. And I just got to say that I am extremely, extremely happy to say that I am glad that I did so because it is an absolutely amazing experience. All six missions in Hitman 2 were absolutely phenomenal. In my opinion, not a single one of them did I ever have a feeling of, eh, this is okay. So this is a pretty good mission. Nah, not at all. Every single one of these missions really struck a chord with me. I thoroughly enjoyed them, loved their stories, loved their layouts, the different types of kills that you could do, the storylines behind the different targets that you were going after, the storyline in general, the overall arching storyline, yes, they were told through static cutscenes in between the missions, but that didn't really bother me too much, to be honest with you. The story that was being told there was still good enough and interesting enough to me. I didn't necessarily need to be spoiled, per se, with moving characters. Uh, that didn't really bother me so much. Uh, but in general, just wanted to put it out there, Hitman 2, if you haven't gotten to it yet and say you're like me and you played Hitman 3 first and you just loved it, definitely check out Hitman 2. It's phenomenal. I'm playing through the uh, bonus DLC missions now. I was able to play through and beat the game. So I will have a review out for you guys very soon for that. But the DLC mission so far, the bank heist, the bank mission, whew, very, very good so far. Thoroughly enjoying it. So outside of playing and finishing up what I was doing in Hitman 3 and then playing through Hitman 2, there was another new release title that came out last week, uh, Xbox PC exclusive to be exact, and that was the supernatural psychological thriller that is The Medium. And I got to tell you, I've been extremely stoked for this game since it was announced. And if you follow me on Twitter, you notice that every single time that Bloober Team would put out some kind of new tweet, screenshot, little blurb, video, didn't matter. I was retweeting it and saying just how excited I was for this game. And it finally released this past Thursday. And I got to be honest, it was, it was absolutely an enjoyable experience. I will say, uh, I will warn you, it is a bit of a slow burn, um, and that's not a negative thing for me, but I will say that if you're looking to just jump right in, it, it does not work that way with this game. Uh, it's very, very heavy. It's uh, a darker kind of story, and it moves at a very moderate pace. So if that's not the kind of experience you're looking for, uh, you may want to hold off on this title is all I will say. Now, if you are a Game Pass member, since it is a Microsoft exclusive, it is available on Game Pass. So you don't have to fork out any extra cash for it. So you might want to still give it a shot. But if you're not into slower paced games, story driven, puzzle oriented, then you might want to 
move past this one. But I am thoroughly enjoying it. I am just over halfway done with it at this point, and I can't wait to complete uh, the game so that I can get a full review out to you guys. Uh, it's got a great story, in my opinion. Uh, it's very interesting characters. And the environmental design is just exquisite. I mean, it's just a beautifully, beautifully designed game uh, from a graphical and visual standpoint, an audio standpoint. But all those details will save for the review. Just thoroughly been enjoying that game this past week. So that's what I've been up to in my captain's log. Now let's go see what the highlights of the week was for me. Gamers, when it came to choosing my highlight of the week this past week, I didn't have to put too much thought into it. It really immediately came to me that it was my my time playing Hitman 2. And not just the time playing it and the details that I had referenced earlier in my captain's log, but the fact that I actually went back and I actually played the game. Uh, it was just one of those games that I initially, like I said, had slept on two years ago when it had come out initially. Uh, I purchased it real cheap last summer. And I honestly did not know if I would ever get to it. There was always intentions there, but you know what they say about good intentions. And it really was the amazingness that was Hitman 3 that it didn't even, I didn't even think about it. It was not even a question. I immediately, those credits on Hitman 3 rolled and I knew then, hey man, as soon as these credits are done, I'm, I'm booting up Hitman 2. That's all there is to it. And I'm so glad I did because from the opening mission where you're, taking a speeder boat into the beach uh, at night in the light of the moon as Agent 47, and he ascends onto the shore up to this beach house, and you have to sneak in and infiltrate it. And then you get to the sun-drenched streets of Miami, and there's just this beautiful harbor area, and uh, a race car race is going on, and all these different really cool story opportunities that you have. I, I mean, you go to the jungles, you go to Mumbai and the city streets of it, and uh, the, the finale, I, I just... It was an absolute blast to play. And even the bonus content, I was super stoked. Even after playing, at that point, 30 hours of Hitman-style gameplay between Hitman 3 and Hitman 2, I was ready and jumped right into the expansion levels and bonus missions of Hitman 2 uh, that were part of that expansion pass. Uh, it was just an absolute joy this past week. Uh, and I'm proud of myself to, <laughs> to the fact that I actually completed hitman 2 because it was a it was a piece of that world of assassination trilogy and and a part of that completionist in me that really really wanted to make sure that i finished out the entirety of that trilogy so very excited for that and i mean as much as i was into all this hitman it really it even pushed me to the point of buying the hitman hd collection from the 360 era that was available digitally on the xbox store that has hitman 2 silent assassin and hitman contracts two of the games the only two now at this point besides the original that was only on PC that I have not beaten. So I, at some point, would love to get to those as well. But that's got to be my highlight this past week is just Hitman 2 specifically, but Hitman and just loving that franchise and talking about it with friends. Now let's go check out some Buried Treasure gaming tips I have for you in Hitman 2. Gamers, as stated earlier, it, it really wasn't going to come from any other game this week than Hitman 2, the tip that I have for you. And just like last week in my Captain's Quarters, how I tried to help you guys out and make sure that you were aware of the Bulldog Cane and the Dartmoor Manor mission. In this specific mission of Hitman 2 this week, I want to call out the Mumbai mission. And in the streets of Mumbai, you are tasked with ultimately three targets, the third of which you don't even know what is yet. But the two targets that you 
are aware of where they are and their background and who they are and who you're going after, I just kind of want to tell you some steps to take to take out these two targets without 47 ever actually taking out these targets. Sounds confusing, right? Well, it's really not. So as you get into Mumbai and you start out the mission, you're going to be in the streets. You're going to want to make your way to the hotel area, the apartment building. And as you're making your way up to the second floor of that building, try to look for a gate that leads to an outdoor stairwell. And when you go to that gate, make sure you also start your loadout now that I mentioned it with a lockpick so that you start out the level and you can access any door, every door, every gate. And this will make this that much easier from the get-go. You can just go straight here to this lock gate. And when you go up these steps, at the top, you're going to find a sniper's nest. And there's going to be a, a fellow hitman who happens to also be in Mumbai at the same time as Agent 47, also going after the two targets that you're there for. Now, he is unaware of your presence as you come up on him. And if you keep it that way, you overhear him complaining about the fact he can't get his scope. Something is wrong with his scope on the sniper rifle. And you're given the option to fix the scope for him. Now, what this does is sets you on a story mission and a path that is absolutely amazing. Bottom line is, what you want to do to help set up this path and help your fellow hitman along is the one target is a director who was in one of the buildings across the street directing a movie. He's also in the business of getting his portrait made and he's got that lined up for that afternoon so you go over to the building where he's filming the the movie and you kind of sneak through and when you're in the catering area make sure to look in the corner there is actually a area where you can find a tube of paint you're going to need this to continue this uh, mission strand once you grab that tube of paint you make your way to the portrait room the painting room and make sure to slip that tube of paint in there where the artist has the rest of his paints. And you just kind of sit back and watch things play out. Now, at this point, if you've done everything correctly, uh, ultimately the director will come in the room, which is, of course, wide open windows everywhere. And ultimately, our fellow hitman will be able to snipe and take out uh, this first target. Uh, the second target is the Slum Queen, as she is known. And you're going to want to seek out and go to the slums and seek out the newly hired warden of the laundry workers. So once you find him and you take his disguise and you set up a meeting with the slum queen over the bridge uh, or on the bridge that is overlooking the train yard. Once you do this and you set up the meeting and you're in the middle of the meeting, your, your fellow hitman will be able to take out the slum queen with no problem. So as long as you follow these steps, obviously there is a third target that is available here, but I will not ruin the surprise and the fun of the last part of this mission for you. But to help you kind of get to that point, I wanted to let you know that was my favorite mission in the game. And it was also just a lot of fun going through and, and setting these different things up. So hopefully you have as much fun with it as I did. That's my Buried Treasure Gaming tips for this week. And let's go check out and see what my captain's decree is. Gamers, the announced release date now of Biomutant of May 25th kind of got me thinking about something when I first was reading this story. Wow, you know what? I think that is very close to the release date of Far Cry 6, at least its rumored release date. Uh, man, now Resident Evil 8 was just recently announced as May 7th. Bottom line is my captain's decree this week is asking the question, is the month of May getting too crowded with new releases?
Now, the reason I ask this is I'm just going to name some high-profile releases that are scheduled to come out right now as of the time of this recording in the month of May. Obviously, uh, it's not the month of May, but it's the very last day of April, April 30th. So I'm going to lump this in there in the month of May, and that is PlayStation 5 exclusive Returnal. Now, Returnal was initially supposed to come out at the end of March, and we just found out this past week that it also had been delayed by a month until April 30th. So for me, this is close enough to include it in the releases of May. And then just barely a week later, on the 7th of May, we have Resident Evil 8, as mentioned. Guess what? Three days later, Hood, Outlaws and Legends, the really cool, interesting-looking, almost Assassin's Creed-esque title that we've seen at numerous showcase events over the last year. Uh, 11 days later, we have Deathloop, the timed PS5 exclusive of two assassins that are going after each other over the course of the game. The just-announced May 25th release date of Biomutant. And also on May 25th, if the leaked posting of on the Microsoft uh, store is to be believed, uh, the release of Far Cry 6. Now, obviously, that was not confirmed by Ubisoft, and it was since taken down from the store. So we don't know for sure, but this is not the first time these leaks have happened on the Microsoft store. And when they have happened in the past, they have usually been correct. So let's go off of the assumption that this is the correct release date of Far Cry 6. Gamers, you look at that, that is one, two, three, four, five, six, six titles over the span of one month, not even a full month, the 30th of April to the 25th of May. That's a lot of gaming. And I don't know about you guys, but I still got to work. I still have a wife. Uh, there's there's a lot of a lot of other things going on that. Oh man, I don't know if I'll be able to get all that all that gaming in that I'm going to need to play that many games all right there in that short amount of time frame. And I'm going to say that in my opinion, I do feel that yes, uh, the month of May is getting too crowded. Now, typically in the games industry, June and July are extremely dead months of releases. I, I really personally hope that I would say at least maybe uh, if Far Cry 6 or Biomutant, one of those, I know Biomutant just got its release date, but I really, really worry about those games towards the middle and back end of the month. Um, it's just, it's a little crowded. So hopefully we end up having these games spread out over the summer and there's not going to be those summer doldrums of one or two major releases over the course of June, July, and August. We'll actually maybe get a couple of good ones sprinkled in every month. That would be awesome. Uh, we can hope for that, but I really, uh, I don't know what it is about May this year. Every year it seems like anymore. There's a new month that becomes the new March or the new November because back in the day, the months of March and November used to be when game developers and publishers decided to release all their games. And it's because of the fiscal years and the holidays. The fiscal year for gaming usually ends the end of March and then, of course, the holidays in November going into December. So I, I get it, but those used to be the horror months for gamers, for us, because we had to pick and choose. Or if you didn't and you just got everything, then it was like, okay, well, how do I figure out how to play all these so, yes, I, I really do feel like the month of May is getting a little crowded. What do you guys think? Do you think that anything, do you think it is overcrowded? Do you think that some of these titles should get pushed around? If so, which titles 
would you be more apt or would want more to get pushed around? And for what reason? Is it more so so you can focus on Resident Evil at the beginning and go through multiple playthroughs and try to get all you know the trophies and the, the achievements uh, and you want time to be able to really fully absorb it and enjoy it before moving on to something else? Or is it maybe Far Cry 6 moving back a month to the end of June to where you have the month of July maybe to just lose yourself to that new world? Let me know. I would love to hear what your thoughts are. But uh, for me, uh, yeah, the, the month of May is getting a little crowded. That'll do it for this week's episode. I hope you've enjoyed your time aboard the SS Gamer. You can join its crew by searching for Hulking Yoda on Xbox Live and PlayStation Network. Reach out to me via email at lostatseagaming365 at gmail.com, as well as find me on social media on Instagram at lostatseagaming and on Twitter at lostatseagamin, the number one. Thank you for listening, and until the sea says otherwise, we'll keep sailing.